0: Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode of About Faith. Uh, I do count it a, a privilege to be able to come to you every week with a new episode um, and just share the gospel with you, share people's testimonies, uh, have good conversation about what it means to be godly, whether it have been from godly mothers to godly fathers. Uh, hopefully we can get some more topics and some more group discussions uh, about the word of God coming soon. But I appreciate everybody that's come and supports the channel um whether you just like the instagram page like the facebook page um even now we have a faith uh, a youtube page uh you can go on to a search about faith podcast as a youtube page i'm trying to get some of the videos back up so just bear with me to try to get some of those up for for you um but if you could go subscribe there uh in the meantime and uh, as the YouTube videos will come, that way that you can go back and always listen to them or share to, share with people. Um, but I'm trying to get, uh, I just appreciate you just for coming and listening to you know the podcast. I know that um, I'm not some like special grand person, but I try to share with you all what uh, God has given me. Um, I love the word of God. Hopefully you can hear my excitement um, whenever I talk, I don't claim to be some like great theologian or uh, some apologetics teacher. Um, I don't have, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't have these grand titles or um, I don't have like vast like degrees. But, you know, I do believe and I do know, you know, God called me to be a minister of the word of God. And as I journey through scripture and learn, um, I just want to be able to share those things that I've learned or Whatever it is that God has put in my heart and on my mind to share with you all. And I appreciate everybody that comes back every week willing to listen to uh, this young fella. Well, somebody called me old. So I guess old fella uh, talk. Um, And I just want to continue to stay on that vein. So pray for me. Um, And again, if you. Listen, support, don't, you know, share it. I would love, you know, if you can share it, maybe we can get more listeners. My goal is to just um lift up Christ. You know, my goal is not to lift up myself. Uh, my goal is to mainly just lift up Christ. I want to see people saved. If you're, you know, if you need encouragement, I pray that, you know, the testimonies or anything that may be said gives you the encouragement that you're looking for. I pray that um, there's a word that comes to uh, make you Want to draw closer to Christ, or something that we talk about that makes you want to be a better, you know, child of God? Whether it's man, woman, teenager, um, I hope that something that I say is able to uh, make you want to draw closer to God. If you're already a child of God, and if you're not, I hope that a testimony that comes across makes you want to uh, give your life to God and let let you see that He is everything that you need. Uh, In this in this lifetime, there's so many things that are happening and we can see that um, as we're getting closer and closer to the return of Christ, we can see where Satan is really trying to uh, blur the lines of true Christianity. Uh, You can see, you know, you have the false and the true and you the lines are getting more and more blurred um, to where it's harder for people that are not that are not in uh, say that are not of Christ it's harder for them to really see uh uh if they what 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 true christianity is i can see where the devil is blinding so many people's eyes and i know when you start to talk about uh what's true and what's false uh and, and things like that people uh, they'll start telling you things like stop judging uh that's when they that's that's the word they use to try to put fear in so, so many people um but i guess i'll just start here and one hand you can see i have an orange and in the other hand you can see i have uh this apple now what if i told you that both of these fruit i told you that both of them they came from the same tree if i held up this apple and this orange that i'm holding up and i said both of these fruit they came from the same tree as a matter of fact although uh it looks like an apple now i'm telling you uh this right here is not an apple but in fact it is it's an orange and although it's been called an apple for God knows how long this is not an apple this is orange this is an orange you would tell me CJ uh, uh, no it's obviously an apple uh, because it has the characteristics of an apple it's shaped like an apple uh, if you were holding it, uh, you would probably tell me that the texture, you would probably talk to me about uh, the texture and the texture of it is that of an apple versus the texture of an orange. If you were to bite into it, you would probably start talking to me about the taste and how all those things put together uh, bring you to the right, uh, right conclusion that those two fruits couldn't have come from the same tree because they were in fact different. You would say uh, uh, what they, what's revealed about them that actually speaks to where they come from and in this day and time like again you have so many people that try to say they'll try to say you're judging when you start trying to put a difference between a true christian and a false christian they say don't judge or things like that and most of the time when people are talking to you and they're starting to speak to you about uh not judging a lot of times what they're referring to is Matthew 7 and 1. Um, but what they are doing is just misinterpreting a verse to not exercise discipline in Christ. What you'll hear is so many people that claim to be Christian and are not living a lifestyle that represents Christ. They'll try to throw that at you just to um, to make you back off of them, so to speak, so um, they can continue living in a life, uh, living a life that's, that does not exercise Uh, Discipline Uh, Jesus wasn't saying here that uh, Believers uh, can't call sin Out when we see it that's not what he was saying But what he was saying he was pointing to uh, Hypocrisy that was being exhibited By the Pharisees Uh, You're trying to point out Basically what he was saying you, you see the illustration that he gives As you read on you're trying to Point out the speck of sawdust In someone else's eye Meanwhile you have a whole two by four Or plank in your eye don't you just love how Jesus, who was the son of Joseph, a uh, carpenter, who gives us an illustration with carpentry? But in verse 5, he gives us his meaning. He says to first cast out the beam from your own eye, then you can clearly see to cast out the moat from someone else's eye. In other words, we must deal with our major faults first. This then will allow me to be able to pro- properly help the next man. So we have to do something to judge. And a reason to do, we have something to judge, but we also have a reason to do so as well, right? He tells us that first before, we can do it, but we need to make sure that our life is 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 correct. You can't be trying to tell somebody else about their fornication where you still are lying. You have a whole issue right in front of you, but yet and still you're trying to point out somebody else's shortcomings. You know what I mean? We don't, and then also too, Uh, it's, it's, it's how we do it. Jesus goes on to tell us how to judge There's a right. And there is a wrong way. And we don't do it with the intent to condemn, but our intent to show men and women their spiritual conditions. We're trying to, we're pointing out sin, not to look down on a person. We're not pointing out sin, uh, 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 to make a person just feel bad. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to, my goal, when I point out a sin or when I'm pointing out that something's not like Christ. In your life, and I'm I'm doing that because I'm trying to get you to come to Christ. I'm not doing it because I want you to go further away. I want you to make it to heaven. My goal is I love you and I want you to be right. I want to be right. And in essence, I want everybody else that I know that I come in contact with to make it to heaven as well so any other reason for your judging outside of showing someone that they need christ uh uh it's, it's being done in the wrong character and you probably should go back and read verses one through five of matthew seven again because you may have a beam in your eye and that's why you and why you're trying to get the moat out of someone else's. but because we have been entrusted uh with the holy things of god there's a righteous judgment that we have to abide by and use to minister to the needs of them that are lost and Jesus continues on in this chapter is kind of starting to tell us gives us illustrations on how we can tell um, the difference between the true Christian and the false ones uh, Jesus continues on he gives two illustrations for how to judge ourselves and how to judge others he the first illustration he gives us I'm really not gonna talk about today but uh, it deals with two roads One's crowded, and the other isn't. You can go read that for yourself. But then he starts to basically describe uh, a test you can use to determine false prophets. He gives us a wonderful, uh, wonderful illustration of trees and fruits. And in this uh, allegory, you can Jesus starts with speaking of false prophets, and then he says, "You will know them by their fruit." I love when you read the Bible and begin things are being made so clear. He not only just stops there and says you would know them by their fruits. He says that do you get grapes among thorn bushes or do you gather figs uh, among the thistles? And it's so clear because, you know, I've never gone outside to my rose bush and saw a grape. I've never gone out there, thorns everywhere and picked up any kind of fruit around my rose bush not a single fruit has ever been out there but uh he said if it's a good if it's a good tree you'll know it because it will produce good fruit he says you're not gonna find uh uh, uh, a a good fruit around a corrupt tree so he says you have to inspect the fruit that it's producing if you want to know what type of tree It's coming from you want to know Where it's coming from you have to inspect The fruit that's being Produced everything you see because Everything in nature produces After its own kind And when you look into the spiritual Realm it's the same this is also true In the spiritual realm if you have Been renewed and you've been regenerated by God then there should be some proof Of this showing forth in your life Through the fruit that you are producing if you're Not producing fruit that is Godly I dare say that you are not a child of God. Jesus even goes on further in John 15 and he teaches us about how he himself is the vine and how we are branches. And since we are attached to him, we should be producing fruit because he's good. We should be producing fruit some type of fruit. And this is just a side note. As I was reading this, I started to study this uh, portion of scripture. Um, I'm one of those people, man, if I read scripture, sometimes I get excited by myself and I find myself walking around my house. I can't sit down. If I read it too close to when I'm trying to go to bed, now I can't go to sleep. The word excites me. And I don't know about you, but if the word excites you, maybe you feel like I feel, I don't know. I just, I really get excited by the word of God. I'm one of those people I could go to church and if If all we did was open in prayer and then go straight to the preaching, I would be totally fine with that because I just love to hear the word of God. And it doesn't have to be me preaching. Um, As long as you're preaching the word of God, I'm, I'm not I'm not too concerned with your style as much as I am concerned with what you're preaching and what you're giving. As long as it's the word of God, I love the Word of God and as I was started to uh, read this portion of the Bible, I uh, started to teach teach us about how God is uh, the vine dresser here Now uh, Jesus says he's the vine With the branches and God is the vine dresser. He oversees caring for the the vines He purges or prunes the vines so that they will produce more fruit So the purpose of his pruning is to increase fruitfulness but it involves cutting Spiritually pruning So when I started to think about that and study that And spiritually pruning It may not feel good but it's necessary To produce or to stimulate Growth in our spiritual life You're wondering why it feels like God is cutting you when you're producing You're like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do I'm living righteous, I'm living holy But yet and still it feels like I'm being cut It's just that you're going through The pruning process I don't know about nobody else but when I read that I got excited I'm just you may just I've been through some of those areas and times in my life Where I realized I was just going through a pruning process You're living a life according to his will and yet and still it feels like you're being cut But sometimes in order to get the best out of you I'm going to have to cut away a little of the good. He's cutting away those bad things. He's cutting away those things that are not profitable from your life. You're wondering why friends are disappearing. You're wondering why family members are no longer texting you because God is trying to stimulate some spiritual growth in your life. And in order to do that, he has to prune you as a child of God. We should be thankful for the pruning process. You see, hopefully you may not see it now and you may not understand it now, but eventually what you're going to realize is that that pruning was for your benefit. It was for your growth. Branches don't eat fruit. So the fruit we ought to produce isn't for us, but it is, it is to serve, it's to serve others. So he's saying that we should be producing fruit because we are connected to him. We're the branches. So when I come to the branch, there should be some fruit that I see. And you may even wonder what type of fruit should we be producing? What type of fruit should we be producing as Christians? What should I look for? How could I tell? How can I tell? If this person is a true Christian, where can I look to find if this person is a true Christian? I'm going to start with one scripture, John 4 and 35 through 38. I usually don't read all the whole scripture, but I guess you can say I got time today. I got time today. like to read uh, uh, the whole portion of this scripture because I believe that if sometimes that's the best way to get an understanding is to read the full thing. And I, when you hear me read scripture on here, you're probably going to hear me read a lot of King James. So he says, say not ye dirt or yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth, receiveth wages. And gathereth fruit until eternal life That both he that soweth and he that reapeth May rejoice in herein And herein is that same true One soweth And another reapeth And I sent you to reap their wine You bestowed no labor Other men labored And ye are entered into Their labors So he says that We should be sow winners If you're connected to him you're connected to Christ and you're a branch connected to him. You first fruit that you should be producing is the fruit of soul. Winning. And the Bible teaches us that one waters and one plants, but it's God who gives the increase. No matter whether I'm a planter or I'm the one who waters, I should be doing something that yields the fruit of soul winning. Paul gives us the. Uh, a wonderful illustration in that in that, in that aforementioned verse, he First Corinthians 3, 5 through 9, of the church being a field uh that ought to bear fruit. Uh that's what that's what we were tasked with doing. That's the that's what the whole thing is about. The whole thing is about us being witnesses of Jesus Christ. We should be doing everything that we could do, whether it's sowing seed, cultivating soil, watering, or harvesting fruit. We should be doing everything in our power. To win souls to Christ. That's the mark of a true Christian. The mark of a true Christian is one who is doing whatever he can do to compel men to come to Christ. Although I may not uh, understand or know whether I'm going to be the one that plants or the one that waters, or I should be laboring to bring forth fruit. That's what I should be doing. Whether I'm planting or watering, my goal should be to labor to bring forth fruit. I know in this life, we get caught up with the cares of this world. We get caught up with our jobs. We get caught up with our families. We get caught up with trying to get more of the house, the car. We get caught up with all those things. And those things are good. I'm not saying those things are evil to want to obtain. But what I'm saying is that don't forget the main thing. Or as me and my wife have to say, keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is winning souls to Christ great when god can bless your life it's great when you can uh he blesses you with a great spouse beautiful kids and wonderful house and all of those that the, the the job you want he blessed you to finish school and get the degree but even in all of that my mindset has to be that of soul winning every opportunity Uh, Everywhere I go, I have to make sure that I'm uh, uh, listening to God and following the spirit. Because who knows, this may be the time where God is calling upon me to water, cultivate, plant, or reap the harvest. And I got to be prepared for whatever way he wants to use me. So the first thing we should, the first fruit we should be producing is that of soul winning. And say well what's the next fruit What's the next fruit I should see in someone's life uh, The next fruit you should see in someone's life Is the fruit The fruit of holiness And If you wanted to We could go there but Romans 6 I'm not going to read the whole thing but Romans 6 And 14 uh, All the way through the 2014 through the 23rd verse excuse me but uh it talks about how we should find our fruits i think it's verse 22 but now being made free from sin and become service of god ye have your fruit unto holiness in the end everlasting life we should have our fruit we should show forth the fruit of holiness. Paul teaches us in this chapter that the fruit we produce reveals who we are connected to. He talks about it. He goes in detail about it. He says that, uh, 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 for sin shall not have the man over you. You are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. He says, know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his his servants you are to whom? ye obey whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness so he's saying that your fruit what you produce is basically revealing what you're connected to remember i said if i was to hold up the orange and the apple and i was talking to you about the apple you would look at the characteristics Of an apple you would look at its texture You would look at its taste if I blindfolded you You would say this tastes and has The texture and taste of an Apple so you would say that this Came or it was at one time Connected to an apple tree And I just wanted to make it clear If you are living in sin He says that That's what you're connected to But if you're living A life of holiness and righteousness He said that that's proves that fruit proves that you are connected to christ people will live in sin they will continue in sin they will do everything sinful and then still try to say that they're connected to connected to christ doing all types of ungodly things but it's what you're doing that reveals who you're connected to see in our old life and if you've been trans by Christ, our old life, we produced fruit that made us ashamed. In the new life, we produce fruit that glorifies God through holiness and a righteous life. When you were in sin, you did things that produced iniquity unto iniquity, but now that you're a child of God, you should be producing righteousness unto holiness. Your lifestyle should produce holiness. You can't be connected to Christ and stay and still doing all the same thing that you used to do and say that you're a child of god christ doesn't produce unrighteousness christ doesn't produce sinfulness he doesn't produce iniquity what you're showing forth is 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 showing The world who you're connected to And if you're still living in all Your past sins and you're still Living uh, in the bondage And the slavery of sin You are not connected to Christ Because in Christ there is freedom Where the spirit of the Lord is There is liberty and if you have not been Liberated Then you are not A true Christian You see the fruits we bear is Holiness We bear the fruit Of holiness, our lifestyle Shows forth the fruit That proves that we are Connected to Christ And I can imagine if you've been saved for the length of time and you've ever read Galatians 5 uh, You understand that you knew it was coming Before I even got to it But Galatians 5 talks about The fruits of the spirit And in Galatians 5 uh, We learn About the Works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. Actually, he tells us to walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I was going to get right into uh, speaking about the fruits of the spirit, but because it is talking regarding our character. But I want to rewind real quick and kind of talk about verses 19 through 21, which talks about the works of the flesh. And you notice that he's contrasting works of the flesh versus fruit of the spirit and i don't think we could ad- adequately discuss the fruits of the spirit without first talking about these works of the flesh some are obvious you know he mentions and their their meaning is obvious he mentions adultery if you don't understand what adultery is then i don't know how to help you but uncleanness which is a person uh that has a filthy heart in mind uh and debauchery which uh is, is a just excessive uh indulgence in Uh, sinful pleasure drunkenness and reveling or orgies which again is self-explanatory idolatry which you know it's worship or anything that you put before God and a lot of times people don't think about it like this but they always think about money and fame and things like that that people are idolizing but you can idolize your family You can idolize your wife, you can idolize your kids, you can idolize your job, you can idolize things, you can idolize your car. There's a lot of things that you can idolize if you're willing to put those things above and before God to the point to where you are worshiping those things. Then you have made yourself an idolater. And uh, people like to mention all those things, but nothing goes before God. He also talks about witchcraft or Sorcery which the Bible has already stated Is forbidden so all you Quote unquote Christian Witches I just wanted to tell you that You are not a Christian you are not Connected to God he talks About hatred strife Wrath which is outbursts of anger Seditions and heresies which Can be understood as divisions And cliques All these things he says will keep you From inheriting The kingdom of God Are these things which You even see amongst people who are saying they are Christians. He's telling you, if you see this in the life of a person, they are not from a tree of God, but because all of these things are just the works of the flesh. So what he does is he contrasts the works of the flesh, which is uh, details what we are in Adam versus the fruit of the spirit with what we should be in Christ, what our character should be like. Now that we are in Christ and he talks about love and this where it all begins so much can uh, uh, hinge on love and this where it begins. Everything else is born out of love. This is not talking about some uh, sensual love, but it's talking about the divine love that comes from God, and then next he talks about joy. Your life should have joy, and I'm, and if you live in the realm of the love of God, he says that now that's going to produce something else. It's going to produce joy in your life, and this is not a joy that's predicated upon circumstances and how things are actually going in my life, but despite, uh, despite what's going on, I still have joy. Because it's a joy that comes from God. And he says when you add joy and then you you add the love of God plus uh, uh, the joy that comes from God. He says then that what you're going to get from that is going to equal and produce peace. And Paul says, this is a peace that's going to pass all understanding. It's the peace that Jesus had. And even in the midst of the storm, when he told the disciples that they were going to the other side, and you see the disciples freaking out, Jesus on the hinder part of the ship, and He sleep. He understands that what he said is that he has a peace that's going to pass all understanding. And he's giving you that same peace that even when you're going through your storms in your life, that you can have peace in the midst of those storms. He also said that we should be long-suffering, we should be gentle, uh, we should show forth gentleness. In other words, we should be kind. You can't be an angry or rude or mean person and say that you have, you are a Christian. He said that you should show forth goodness, which is just love and action. That's, that, that's what this is, that uh, uh, you should have long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. And when you look at these things, that's what... True cat a true Christian character would show it'll show these show these uh, uh characteristics that will come forth in difficult times and and it, it won't allow you to try to get others back. No, 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 you'll pray for those that will despitefully use you because you'll be too busy showing forth the goodness, the long-suffering, and the gentleness that Christ has placed in your life. And lastly, he talks about faith, meekness. And temperance, faith, which speaks to our dependability, meekness, which speaks to uh, uh, regarding uh, a power under control and temperance, which speaks to self-control. You see, he says that all of these things, when you put them together, should be the character of a Christian. When I look at your life, I should see these things. And so many are claiming to be Christians, but we don't see uh, love in their life. We see hatred. they' they're they're going out to uh uh drunkenness and they're they're going out to all these sensual pleasures, fornication, adultery, they're doing all the works of the flesh, but yet and still they're saying that they're Christians, but he's saying that if you are a true Christian you should you should produce some fruit in your life first soul winning, then holiness, and then your character, your everyday character should be goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, peace. It's what you should have joy, love Meekness, faith and temperance You should show forth these characteristics In your life every day When we look at Our lives as Christians The fruit we bear Is found in the word of God You want to know someone's a true Christian You can read the word of God He's saying that they should be producing Some type of fruit When I see a lot of people Claiming to be Christian, but yet and still their life is not producing anything besides the works of the flesh. He tells us the fruit, the true mark of someone that's connected to Christ. I should be able to look at your life and see the fruits of your life that you're producing. And I found out that these fruits are not just for us. There's people out in the world that are literally starving for love. They're starving for joy. And they're starving for peace. And they want to see it in someone's life. When they see it in your life, they'll realize that they're lacking something. And it's the perfect time for you to jump back and spring forth and go into action. And produce the fruit of soul winning. See, it's not for us, but it's for the world to see A world that's starving, a world that's looking for something It's for them to see That Christ has everything that they need Christ is what they're looking for If your life doesn't bear These fruits How can you call yourself A true child of God Thank you for tuning in. Again, hopefully you can, you'll go and you'll share this episode. Hopefully that, uh, it's been, it was something good. I was able to make it uh, clear. Sometimes I can't always make it as clear as I want to make it, but I try to make it as clear as I can. But again, if you like this episode, go share it on your Facebook and Instagram. Also, we, it'll be up on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, just go ahead and hit the like button. And share it. You sure you can share this video as well. But until next time, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. And we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast. With me, your host, T.J. Hartman. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.